Maybe it's a classic, or maybe a flop. Has Katie seen it? She probably has not. She'll sit down and watch it if it's good or it's bad. Hey, have you seen this? No, Katie hasn't seen that. Hi, I'm Katie, and if I had a nickel for every time someone said to me, Wait, you haven't seen this movie? Oh my god, you need to see this movie. I'd be very rich. So this is my podcast, where I finally watch those movies you all have told me I need to see, and I tell you what I think. All right, I'm back at it, and uh, we got another spoiler rhyme coming your way. But this one's kind of lame. The next one is, I don't know, let's just do this. Watch out for spoilers, or you might spoil her. That one just seems like it really phoned it in, but we're just going to roll with it because that's how we do the spoiler warnings now. All right, welcome to another episode of Katie Hasn't Seen That. Today, I am watching Invasion of the Body Snatchers from the year 19. 78. This movie was recommended to me by the lovely Gothic Mess for donating to St. Jude Children's Research Hospital. We did this last year. I did it again this year. I had three spots open for people to donate and request a movie for Katie Hasn't Seen That and Gothic snuck on in there, got one of those spots and recommended Invasion of the Body Snatchers, which I haven't seen. One of the things that was wild about this though is Gothic first recommended three movies that I had seen, which honestly, you know, that's a conspiracy all in itself. But Gothic originally recommended The Thing from 1982, Dread from 2012, and Little Miss Sunshine. All movies I've seen, which is honestly a Christmas miracle if I've ever experienced one. So Gothic, I was like, give me another one. And Invasion of the Body Snatchers was their pick. So I am ready for this. I know it's a sci-fi movie. I am assuming some bodies are going to be snatched. I don't know what that means, but either they're going to be super fit or an alien is going to snatch them. I've always heard of this movie, but I know nothing about it, as per usual. It's a remake of a movie from the 1950s. So this version has Jeff Goldblum in it, Donald Sutherland, and some other folks getting into some shenanigans. I guess it is kind of a pseudo science fiction horror film. I'm super into it. It's directed by Philip Kaufman, who I looked at the movies that Philip Kaufman has done. Have not seen any of them, but I've heard of some of them like Rising Sun. And that's the only one I've heard of. What do I think this movie is about? I think that this movie is about aliens coming down from space, obviously. Where else would aliens come from? And taking over people's bodies because they're body snatching, you know, maybe going to the gym, getting fit. But on top of it, because I because here snatched is also another word for getting fit, right? All right. I Googled some stuff. I don't know that that is actually true, but apparently um, when you're doing like a clean and jerk, which is a gym move, um, a weightlifting move, and the object of the snatch is to lift the barbell from the ground to overhead in one continuous motion. So, you know, it kind of checks out. I swear. Is that a thing? Like, oh, she snatched. Am I saying something offensive and I don't know? Please tell me and tell me if I need to take this episode down. Oh, God. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Of course, Urban Dictionary to the rescue. 
Snatched, a term used to describe someone or something in a positive manner. Snatched means looking good and on point. Hell yes. Okay, I was correct in that statement. And you also learned something about the clean and jerk from the gym. Back to the movie, though. Definitely feel like what's going to happen is aliens snatching some bodies. Maybe some working out. Probably not. And then those aliens, what would be the, the aliens trying to take over the, the Earth? That's what I'm going to think about. And like, they're trying to be all blending in incognito. Kind of like, you know, with the bug man from Men in Black. More sugar. That guy didn't blend in so well. Maybe these aliens will. Big thanks to Gothic again for recommending this movie. I'm looking forward to it. I'm hoping I will like it. I always get nervous when I do these because I'm like, I know exactly who recommended this one. And what if I don't like it? That, however, remains to be seen. Let's dive into this. The ratings for Invasion of the Body Snatchers. A 7.4 out of 10 on Internet Movie Database, 92% on Rotten Tomatoes, and 75% on Metacritic. Unless we forget our good, trustworthy Google users, 90% of Google users like this movie. All right. This one's pretty high up there. This is like in the the three-fourths range of things. I don't know what that means. People like this, it seems, though. It's super hot here. It's getting in. We have a heat warning. There is like, I got a warning that was like, hey, you might want to notice this, but you're going to be in a heat wave soon. So like tomorrow's supposed to be like a really, really hot day. For real. This is what the warning says. Excessive heat warning remains in effect from 10 a.m. to 9 p.m. Thursday. What does it mean? Unreasonably hot conditions with temperatures peaking at 99 to 104 degrees. Okay, that, I mean, if your weather service is saying unreasonably, I feel like, you know, that's saying something. So a movie where I don't have to move too much from the couch seems like the perfect activity to do. So I'm going to go watch Invasion of the Body Snatchers and let you all know what I think. I have returned and I watched Invasion of the Body Snatchers from 1978 last night. It's hot here, okay? I wasn't lying when I said it was going to be excessive heat. And uh, the the temperature currently is 101 degrees right now, but it got to 103. So that's that's fun for me. But I'm in a I'm currently in a very dark room. I'm in the office that I normally stream in, but I have these like blackout curtains just pulled. It's dark, and I'm gonna talk about a movie now and try not to melt in the process. During the opening sequence, it's like the little goo blobs are floating around and there's like smoke. It's like a plant smoke and uh, all the actors are kind of showing up on screen. And I forgot Leonard Nimoy is in this, my boy Spock. So I got pretty excited when I saw his name pop up. Leonard Nimoy, my dude, live long and prosper. I also remembered that this is a movie that they remade like 20 years later. This movie was originally from the 1950s and they remade it in the 70s. I just think it's interesting that they that it's only been like a 20 year time span before they remake movies. I feel like shouldn't it be longer than that? Should there be a time frame where it's like too soon? I just feel like there's doing reboots of movies all the time where I'm like, that was like 10 years ago. It's not time yet. This one was interesting. I feel like from the 50s to the 70s, there was a huge difference in quality of film and filmmaking. So it kind of works. But I just I think that's an interesting trend in Hollywood where it's like, what do we do? Nothing new and original. Let's just remake another old movie. And uh, that was the case with this one. But however, this was also based on a book, the book from 1955 called The Body Snatchers. 
by Jack Finney. Almost intrigued enough to read it, but I'm not actually sure. It has a good rating. Oh my God. They have ratings like they do for movies, but for books. The Body Snatchers book has a 3.9 out of 5 on Goodreads, a 4.8 out of 5 on barnesandnoble.com, a 4.3 out of 5 on Audible, and 85% of Google users like this book. Okay, that was kind of fun. Maybe I'll have to read that at some point. I'm a big fan of audiobooks. I want to read more. Like as a kid, I I read so much. I just would get a book. I would, th there would be days that I would just read books. And that was my weekends a lot of the time. Like a Harry Potter book came out. Don't, you don't plan on seeing me for at least two days until I finish those 800 pages. So I used to read all the time. I loved reading and I kind of feel like college ruined reading for me. Like you have to read so much in such a short amount of time that you get a little bit like free time. I'm just going to watch Real Housewives of New York City. So I, I want to read more, but I, I tend to just kind of get on to the audiobook train because I can do two things at once. And our society is very much based on do all the things all the time and never rest. And so, you know, might as well listen to a book as well as doing those 500 other things that uh, we're supposed to be doing. Probably note to self, maybe you should read more, Katie. Maybe, maybe that will slow down your lifestyle a little bit. Maybe up first, body snatchers. One thing I noticed, the music on and off was pretty cool. I actually did like the music. Sometimes I'm like, ooh, this is a good horror track. And then sometimes I'm like, is someone just smashing their hands on a keyboard? So, you know, it went on both sides of the spectrum of like, I really like this or ooh, that was not that was not a fun choice. I, I did enjoy some of the stings that were used and the ominous low tones and that kind of thing. But there were moments where it was very frantic. That's a theme with this movie that I I just need to address right out the gate. The cinematography, the movie itself, and the story were frantic. This is just a frantic movie, and I think I have whiplash from some of those camera turns, okay? I think we all got a little bit of whiplash from some of the choices that were made in this movie. Also, I gotta just bring this up. I mean, it may have just been where we watched Invasion of the Body Snatchers, but the sound, the, the freaking Foley artist had a heyday with this movie. Legitimately, there's an opening sequence where the goo balls, uh, the goo aliens come from the sky in the rain, obviously, huh, obviously. And they're kind of becoming plants. They're like little pods with little pink flowers. Or as my husband so eloquently put it, a little turd with... <laughs> with a pink flower in it. I literally was like, okay, so like they come from pods. And he's like, yes, they look like little turds with a pink flower in it. And uh, that's all That's all I can ever picture those pods as uh, going forward. But let's just say our heroine-esque figure, Elizabeth sees one of these pods, picks it up and starts smelling it. Already, I know it's an alien. I'm like, danger, danger, Will Robinson. But then like a field trip rolls by and she's like, look at the flowers, kids. Pick some of those. And I'm like, what kind of field trip is this that they're picking some flowers? But then there's like a priest on a swing and he's just swinging and swinging. And it's the loudest swing set I have ever heard. But in retrospect, I think he was already body snatched. And that's why he was being such a creep on the swing set. I see what you did there, movie. I see. See, this is why it's good to talk about movies after you see them, because like maybe you'll realize something that you didn't notice like the first time you watched it or you're like, wait, I have had time to marinate in this. Let me just see how I'm feeling today about the movie. So like I, I kind of feel like this podcast. I don't know why I turned uh, I turned into a. I got an accent there. This podcast is not only for you, but also 
for me. So again, coming back to how frantic this movie is, we go to the Department of Health, we meet... I'm so bad at remembering characters' names. Like, in movies like this, I'm just like Donald Sutherland, Jeff Goldblum, and not... I don't call them by their character names. Matthew, played by Donald Sutherland, works at the Department of Health. He's like a food inspector. Is that what they're called when they go to a restaurant and they inspect the place and they're like, oh, there's a rat turd in your soup. What is, is that? A food inspector? Yes, I googled it. It's a food inspector. I... I don't know why I thought it was something much different. Like it was like detectives of food. Um, now I've fallen down the rabbit hole. Apparently, um, in order to become a food inspector, you have to have a bachelor's degree or a year of food industry experience that includes understanding and complying with food safety standards. Okay, either you need a bachelor's degree or one year of food industry experience. I'm not going to take your word for it, study.com. I think that I need to dig into this a little deeper. All right, I've been going down this rabbit hole for a while, and I won't lie. It seems like the world of food inspecting is the Wild West. Some are saying, like, you just need a GED or high school diploma. Some are like, you need to also have a degree in food science or biology. And uh, some are just kind of like, you know, you just show up. So I don't really know what it takes to be a food inspector. But thank you, food inspectors, for making sure that I see a grade on a restaurant before I go in. And I can say, oh, this place has a C. I'm going to head out and find a place that has an A. Is that how they do it across the world where you rate it with a grading system, kind of like our education system? Like you got an A plus or, or, or a C, you're just average. But like if you see a C at a restaurant, you're not like that's an average restaurant. You're like, oh, my God, there's some like real health issues at this place. The whole reason I went down this path is because Matthew and Elizabeth both work at the Department of Health. And uh, essentially, Elizabeth has a boyfriend who's a dentist. Not really an important plot point, but I just thought you might want to know who gets body snatched because she brought home that little, you know, turd with a little pink flower in it. And overnight, it body snatched Jeffrey. So Jeffrey was her boyfriend. And like immediately she's like, Jeffrey's not right. But damn, between Elizabeth and Matthew, there is some sexual tension from the get go. And you're like, wait, were they a thing? And I'm like, you know, she's got Jeffrey, but, you know, he's been maybe a little bit body snatched. So you guys might need to get together, which they eventually did. They had the world's most awkward nighttime kiss later in the movie, but it made me feel validated because I was like, I knew it. They had a thing for each other. And all it took was alien goo pods to bring them together. And also that her boyfriend got body snatched. The whole plot of this movie is that they're trying to not get body snatched by the pod aliens. And, you know, it's it's kind of all over the place. If I'm being completely honest, they kind of just got right into this movie. It's it's like she finds the pod. Jeffrey becomes body snatched. And then it's like her going to Matthew like, I don't know what's wrong with him. And he's like, let's go talk to a psychologist. Then they go to a book party and the psychologist is Leonard Nimoy. And then Jeff Goldblum is there. But I think he's a friend of Matthew and he's upset that he couldn't read his poetry at this book party. You know, frantic. But I have to say, seeing some of these actors in their younger years was pretty exciting for me because Jeff Goldblum, he was a little baboo. He was like 26 years old in this. And Leonard Nimoy looking looking as Spock-like as ever, but very much kind of neat to see him in a different role. And Donald Sutherland was also very young. I, I didn't know the actress who played Elizabeth, but I think that she was fairly famous. This movie was rated PG, by the way. I know the rating system changed later on, but her, she got 
like full on boobs out at one point. And I'm like, this is PG. Like, didn't, wouldn't this, the pods are giving birth. Uh, uh, there's also the time the shovel got smashed into the head of one of the pod people. I just feel like maybe rated R. Like what made an, a movie R like back in the day? Because I'm right now I'm struggling with like, if this wasn't rated R, huh? Again, the movie is kind of frantic. I feel like we were very rushed to meet the characters. And it's like once Jack, who was played by Jeff Goldblum, was just inserted into the story, you're like, all right, Jack's there. And there wasn't a lot of build, but I feel like considering how frantic it was, I kind of got the dynamics over some time. And I could immediately tell the electricity between Elizabeth and Matthew. So, I mean, in some ways, I'm going to give props where props are due. They did all right with like that, the whole conveying of relationship dynamics. But it's still this movie felt very rushed at times and then very slow at other times. In the beginning, we see what some might call fluffy trash. I still don't know fully what the fluffy trash is. I think the fluffy trash was when you got body snatched and they make a new you in the pod that your body turns into fluffy trash. Because there's that part at the end where literally Matthew leaves Elizabeth alone for like all but two minutes and she falls asleep because the whole thing is like, it seems like falling asleep is very dangerous because that's how the pods get you. And she fell asleep and literally he's like trying to wake her up when he gets back and then her face just like implodes on itself. But I still, I'm not clear. I think the fluffy trash is our human bodies once the aliens make us new again. I have to say, I noticed throughout this movie, Elizabeth is like, something's going on here. My boyfriend's not the same. People aren't acting the same. I've lived here my entire life. There were a lot of men who were like, you're being crazy, Elizabeth. Oh my God, you're just being dramatic. Oh, I'm gonna put you down and say that you're you're being weird. And I was like, damn, Elizabeth knew what was up before everybody else and entirely everybody gaslit her. And you know what, Elizabeth, I see you. And I am sorry that you became a fluffy piece of trash that was now also a pod person. I respect you, though. There's also a part where we're in a mud bath because Jack and his wife own a mud bath. And there's a there's just dudes hanging out in the mud bath. But then the wife's giving a massage and she is very low, very, very low on his stomach and then just starts like spanking him at one point. And I literally was sitting there like, what kind of massage is this? OK, I've gotten massages before. I have chronic back pain. My body rejects relaxing. And so I've had to get massages over the years. I'll be honest with you. I don't love them. I don't really I don't really get the appeal of massages. I feel like you have like a stranger just mashing your 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 muscle tissue around for like an hour. It's always nice when they talk to you because I'm like, it's awkward if we don't have a conversation. And one of them was like telling me about her garden one time and what she was growing that year. And uh, other times it's just like that whole spa scenario where it's like, yes, welcome to the spa. Uh, yes, please. We're going to do a nice deep tissue massage and uh, you're going to leave feeling like a new person. And I'm like, please, let's just get this over with. So I don't know. Some people love massages, though. I uh, maybe I've been body snatched because I'm going on 15 different tangents tonight. It's time for a pop quiz. Is this the real Katie or has she been body snatched? You decide. One thing I noticed, though, if you were starting to be body snatched, you're you would get very chapped lips. So that was like a telltale sign. There is a point where I looked at Mark and I'm like, why are her lips so chapped? And he's legit deadpan because it's the 70s. And I was like, what? And he just said it so matter of factly. And I'm like, were chapped lips just a thing like a problem in the 70s? Did chapstick exist in the 70s? 
I looked it up. Chapstick's been around since the 1800s, so I'm thinking it was not a 70s thing and totally just a body snatch thing. I also had weird vibes from Leonard Nimoy's character. He was playing the psychologist, Dr. Kibner, and I was like, this dude is like the head honcho alien. I'm like sure of it. And by golly, I was right. I was like, he's just a bad guy. He just gave me bad guy vibes. I was like, is he the most savvy of the goo aliens? Because he has that like psychologist brain and he was a doctor. So he's like, I know how to play these people. Kind of like that. If that was the case, I was pretty smart. And I have to say, I do love Jeff Goldblum, but Jack was a giant baby. Like he was so emotional, so impulsive. And I just thought that was interesting juxtaposed to how they kept calling Elizabeth overly emotional. And I was like, have you met Jack? I said earlier that the cinematography is very jarring, but so is the story. There's a part where Donald Sutherland is like making phone calls and walking around the streets of San Francisco. And I'm like, it almost seemed as if they just didn't plan to film that day. And they're like, carry the camera low. Don't let the public see that we're chasing Donald Sutherland around the streets of San Francisco. But also just like the choices that they did for the cinematography was wild. Just like a spin move at some points quick, awkward cuts. And, you know, I, I can respect it. Art is art. Sometimes, like, people see things differently. I love cinematography. I went to college for it for a bit, and then I decided to not pursue that, which I kind of kick myself with. But, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty. So I really do appreciate good cinematography. I, I wouldn't say that this movie had good cinematography, but it was definitely interesting to see what someone else's perspective was for this movie. I have to say that this movie was kind of long and kind of boring, but a lot happened and there's like a point where Elizabeth and Matthew take like five pills of speed and then the the psychologist and pod Jack so Jack got body snatched he shows up with psychologist and then they try to sedate Elizabeth and Matthew with some sort of needle but since they took five speed pills they were like unaffected and they attacked Jack essentially I mean Matthew killed Jack and then lied to his wife about it and then they put the psychologist in the freezer or the fridge why don't why were they at a restaurant? I don't remember why they were at a restaurant now. So they're essentially trying to blend in at this point. And there is like an organized mass of these pod people. And they're handing out pods to just humans. I mean, they, they've organized very quickly after taking over the earth, essentially. But there's a point where there's this guy just like unloading pods from a truck. And all I could think about was like, you get a pod and you get a pod and you get a pod. And um, I did the whole Oprah meme in my head. But you have to admire the pod people's determination and ability to set up shop so quickly. There's a whole point where Matthew's just like cutting lights down in like a pod greenhouse. And I'm like, this is not going to do anything. Matthew, what are, what are you doing, Matthew? I know you're trying to set all these pods on fire, but did you see the trucks? Have you seen the sheer amount of pod people? I mean, I shouldn't say that, but it's almost like, Matthew, come on, man. You just watched Elizabeth turn into a shell and then to a uh, dust bunny, essentially. I get it. Matthew was desperate, wanting to try to like somehow gain control of the situation. But that scene went on for a very long time. And then just kind of cuts to him like, I'm trying to not turn into a pod person. But at the end, guess who became a pod person? Yes, Matthew. They had this moment, like a lot of them do, when they were alerting the other pod people. They would point and open their mouth and kind of make like a screeching sound. And that's how they ended the movie. But I have to say, man, the choice for the final shot to be a zoom 
to go inside of Donald Sutherland's mouth. A a very brave choice, I should say. (laughs) So what did I think about Invasion of the Body Snatchers? It wasn't bad. The practical effects were pretty good for the time. Like I can dig that this was 1978 and they had like prosthetic pods and the special effects. The story is interesting to say the least. I I like the concept. I like the idea of this. I just feel like it could have been executed differently and maybe a little bit more fluidly. It is a horror movie though. Like it's unsettling. You kind of watch it and you're like, oh my God, like there's just a lot happening. And when you think about it, like you can't follow asleep there's plants that literally turn you into a clone of yourself but you now have goo alien inside of you and then you yourself turn into a husk and then a dust bunny that they throw away yeah it's kind of horrifying when you really break it down and it's an interesting concept that is brought up in this movie is that well aliens don't have to come from big gray spaceships in the sky like aliens can come a multitude of ways and it's similar if you've ever seen the M. Night Shyamalan mon. If you've ever seen the M. Night Shyamalan movie, The Happening, it's like stuff can invade in different ways. And I like that this was a fresh take on a very specific sci-fi trope of like alien invasions. So, gothic. Thank you for donating to St. Jude and for picking Invasion of the Body Snatchers from 1978 for me to watch. So, I'm not angry. I actually didn't mind Invasion of the Body Snatchers. But with that said, I didn't mind it. I don't think it's a good movie. I, I'm like, I saw it once. I, I don't need to revisit this ever again. So what would I give this? If someone was like, hey, Katie, should I watch Invasion of the Body Snatcher? Like, what rating would you give this? Like, Google's telling me 90%. How are you feeling? I would give it a 4.5 out of 10 open mouth alien screams. It's just kind of like, it's fine, but it's like not, it didn't change my life. I'm not mad that I watched it, but I'm like, also like, this wasn't, this wasn't great. <laughs> Gothic, are you still my friend? I hope so. If you've seen Invasion of the Body Snatchers, let me know what you think. Obviously, tweet at me, talk to me in my stream, all that good stuff. I want to know if you like this movie. And if so, how do you feel about it? Do you, are you more afraid of the big gray spaceships coming from the sky? Or are you more afraid of an alien invasion by, you know, a la Body Snatcher? I feel like both would get me. I don't do well with alien invasions. I think the silver ship ones would be scarier because I'm like, oh my God, I can see it. But like, say like pods, vines, body snatching, you know, it might actually be okay because I wouldn't see it coming. I wouldn't like it, but at least it's a pretty plant. And now comes the portion of the podcast where I read some thoughts from all of you. And I'm going to be reading some comments from the episode eight horror movies that actually scared me which I really enjoyed some of the discussion we had on this after this one came out because I like hearing what things scared everybody. So the first comment comes from YouTube and Amanda J. Two horror movies that scared the crap out of me are Hereditary and It Follows. I was so disturbed by Hereditary, I don't think I can ever rewatch it. And It Follows was surprisingly scary to me. Like I kept looking out my window to make sure no one was standing out there. I've seen both of those. Heredity is very unnerving for sure. And it follows. I haven't seen that in forever, but I remember watching that in college. And this comment made me want to do a rewatch of It Follows because I don't remember it very well. But I remember there is one scene where there's like a big tall man coming through a house and that scared the crap out of me. 
And now a comment from Flamefan in Discord who said, I saw Blair Witch at a midnight showing for the first night. I visited the quote-unquote news websites that they had the interviews and everything. I went into that movie believing it was completely real. It was in an old theater with the big velvet curtains and a very old vibe. When the movie ended, I had tears and couldn't leave my seat for 15 minutes. Then I had to walk to my vehicle at 2 a.m. scared out of my mind. I didn't even find out it wasn't real until a week or two later. I still get chills when I see the end scene. Oh my gosh, Flame Fan, I love that you shared this story. It made me feel less alone with my fourth kind story where I'm like, I couldn't sleep and handle life for a bit. I can't imagine seeing the Blair Witch and thinking like, this is all actual found footage. So I hope that you've recovered from that now. That last scene in Blair Witch still gives me chills too. And I really appreciate you sharing your story with us. That's it for this episode of Katie Hasn't Seen That. If you have any comments that you'd like to share about this episode or past episodes, post them on YouTube, on Twitter. You can tweet me at PlayKatiePlay. Join our Discord. We have a channel called Katie Hasn't Seen That where you can talk about the podcast as well as movies that you love and would like me to watch and come hang out in my stream on Twitch at Katie Peters Plays. We talk about movies, we play video games, and we have a good time. Thank you again for all the donations and love for St. Jude Children's Research Hospital this last month. We raised a total of $26,859.69 for the kids, and I'm so excited about that. And that means there are two more episodes of special edition Katie Hasn't Seen That's coming up where two other community members have picked the movies for me to watch, and I'm very excited for them. Thank you again to Gothic. I appreciate you. Thank you to everybody who listens to the podcast. Y'all are gems, and I just appreciate that you share any portion of your life or any time of your day with me. So thank you so much. And until the next episode, don't pick any weird plants and smell them and bring them home and leave them on your side table for when you're sleeping at night. Okay, bye everybody. If you want to hang out with me more or if you just want to yell at me for my thoughts on a specific movie, I stream over on Twitch at www.twitch.tv slash katiepetersplays. Also, feel free to follow and chat with me on Twitter at playkatieplay and on Instagram at katiepetersplays. Music written and performed by Mark Can Do It. Katie Hasn't Seen That is a part of the Geek Generation Network. Until next time, keep your popcorn warm for me.